0: Hi, this is Carrie Derzik at the Irish Film Festival Boston and I am sitting here with Natasha Waugh, director of Terminal. How are you?
1: Good, really good. Yes, it's lovely to be here.
0: Ah, uh, how have you been enjoying Boston?
1: Love it, love it, love Boston. Um, it's a real beautiful city. Um, I've always wanted to come here actually, so it's, uh, it's lovely to finally get here. It's beautiful, lovely, kind of chilly at the moment. Snowed yesterday in Cambridge when I was there, but great. Yeah,
0: we had some really beautiful weather for you. <laughs> um, so, for those who may not know, why don't you tell us just a little bit about your film, which I should say won Director's Choice Best Short at our festival. <laughs> Here you are. Tell us a little bit about it.
1: So, Terminal is about two women that meet at an airport departure gate or an airport terminal, and both of very different ages and very different circumstances. One is in her mid to late 30s, the other one is is 16. And both of them are about to board a train. A train? No. But both of them are about to board a plane.
0: An air train.
1: <laughs> an air train. <laughs> the air train to Manchester. Um, both of them are about to board an airplane to Manchester from Ireland to seek safe and legal abortion. Obviously, abortion is illegal in Ireland and carries a criminal sentence and our legislation takes women's bodily rights away from them when they are pregnant. So uh, this is the only way that women can secure safe, and safe abortion is to, uh, to, to leave Ireland. And most of them, a lot of them that we know of, will go to the UK. There are other places they go to, but in particular anyway. So um, that's what it's about. So they both talk about, they talk about the reasons that brought them to that moment and you know, how they feel about having to make the journey.
0: Yeah, so obviously this is a very important subject, um, not just in Ireland, but all over the world, certainly in a very concentrated form right now in Ireland with the Repeal the Eighth Movement, um, and like some places having those boats that women are going off to, it's horrific. And even here where it is legal, um, in some states it might as well not be. Uh, what? So obviously there's lots of reasons to tell this story, but what was the initial, what was sort of the, f- the impetus to get this thing rolling?
1: For me anyway, I think it started to really, it's something I really started to to pay attention to properly, um, in 2012 there was a woman in Galway, Savita Halappanavar, was her name, and she died after she was refused an abortion. She had complications with her pregnancy. She was in a pretty serious condition and when she requested an abortion she was refused and she died with because of complications and this kind of shocked me at the time and it shocked it shocked absolutely everybody obviously the the fight for repealing the 8th amendment in Ireland is not a new it's nothing new it's it's been going on for for decades but it was just something that I it kind of struck me at the time I thought oh my god how could this have happened and subsequently I think there was other women that came out about their testimonials at the time that I was really listening to and I was really keen on Listening to those stories and I think that coupled with Savita's death was a real eye-opener for me and I was, you know, listening to all these stories and women going over for different reasons, women going over for really, really heartbreaking reasons like fatal fetal abnormalities and I thought, why wouldn't you allow this? Why wouldn't you save a life? Why wouldn't you accept, get, a, have, a, a, allow a woman a choice? To, to you know, you have to trust women, and that's when that was kind of the impetus for me. Uh, was I really felt that I wanted to understand it better? I wanted other people to understand it better, and I kind of felt like all of these very faces stories, because it's such a taboo in Ireland. I wanted to to give, uh, I wanted to give these stories a face and a voice, so people
0: could 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 see could see a human person. So then once you had the idea um what was the process like of finding funding were you sort of on your own or did you have collaborators that were helping you uh find people to sponsor you Um I wasn't entirely on my own but it is enti- the film is
1: self-funded we didn't have a funding body um giving us money at the time I I uh used my own money and my producer put put in some of his own as well I did, I, I remember looking at my budget um, uh, one day and kind of in despair and and reaching out to the film board. But there was no, at the time, the film board actually didn't have any open uh, short film, funding scheme they i mean at the time they were giving all of their short film they had given already given away all their short film funding to the 1916 shorts program so i mean it was i did appeal to them but obviously it was a polite no not because we didn't like the project but because you know we it's, there was nothing there's nothing open at the moment so we did all, we funded it ourselves I, I know myself and my producer, David Lynch, he, he who's a very famous name, um, he the two of us have come from a background of making you know shorts on shoe screen, string budgets, so working with nothing is, is sort of, the, nothing, there was nothing new to us, so we just knew how to make the best of what we had, and he's a very good producer, so he's good at saying no to me <laughs> when, when it came to kind of budgetary decisions, so yeah.
0: And did you have, um, I would imagine where it's subject matter that's so important and people care, did you have as far as your crew and actors are concerned? Were they sort of on board with working for a little less?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, mostly. I mean, I, there was people there that I'd worked with a lot before, and uh, I think they were happy to come back on board again. I know the actor was very keen on the script, so that really helped. So they were in it for that. Um, but yeah, we're, we're always very upfront to people, you know, when we can't. Unfortunately, we cannot pay them, and they know this. So they, we try to we make it the best. We make, try to make it as as good for them as possible. You know, feeding them and giving them expenses and stuff. But yeah, everybody seemed quite keen. Um, they know that because I'd worked with them bef- with a couple of them before. They knew that I was that I'm. You know, I'm genuine in, in my endeavour to make a decent a decent film, and um, that I'm. You know, I'm I'm serious. And I'm not messing about with with
0: anything. So. Well, it seems like your efforts have paid off you have had a remarkable festival run why don't you talk a little bit about how many places you've been able to take this and what the experience has been like of sharing it with audiences
1: yeah it's been really really incredible actually the response has i kind of i kind of hoped that it would be really popular but i didn't think the reception would be this it's it's just been so well received everywhere so i think we're at about 17 festivals i think by now and one of them will be in la in um june so yeah, it's been everywhere. It's been in it's been in America. It's been UK a lot, and obviously all over Ireland, which has been great because I mean it's it's important for me telling an Irish story that Irish audiences see it. I think it's I think it's definitely a film that holds a mirror of Irish society at the moment. So it's I I was it was great to get into loads of Irish festivals. Um, so uh, yeah, it's been a really, really lovely experience, and the audiences have been very receptive. And funnily enough, one of the best audience experiences I've ever had has been here last night in Boston when we screened it. It was incredible. It was lovely to see and hear people's support and people's solidarity with it. That for me is always a very emotional experience, um, because obviously this is subject matter that means an awful lot to me. And as a filmmaker, when you when people have share that, then it kind of you kind of feel like, well, I did it right, and I did this story justice. And yeah, it's been it's been great. There's been no. I did prepare myself at the time for some for some backlash. I mean, obviously, this is a divisive issue, so there's always going to be opposition, which I respect. But there hasn't been any, and there's been nobody voicing you know opposite opinions or anything. Um, but no, it's been great. Uh, UK audiences are really lovely as well. I was at a feminist film festival in London last August, and uh, the audience was very similar. They were all very just. It was very warmly received there. And Ireland has obviously been great too. It's been very this a the festivals there have been a great support to have a film
0: like Terminal there. So, well, it's been so lovely having you. Congratulations on your award, <laughs> um, and good luck with everything you work on in the future. And I hope that we get to see you back here in Boston. Definitely. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely coming back. I hope I'll make just so long, I'll just make. We'll have to kick you out. We'll have to be like, okay, you can leave now.
1: <laughs> I'll just make films. Just to come back to the festival. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <If> <laughs> for nothing else. This is my new motivation.
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you so much.